No, I want to. Let's go. You want to go out of stuff? Let's go. Reed, you ready back there? Everything you hear, everything you're about to hear on uh, Garage Logic Podcast number 23, October 12, 2018, the record high on this day, 87 degrees in 1975. Everything you're about to hear brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You know, the, the hottest topic in town right now, meaning the Twin Cities, is the... Uh, the city of uh, Chaska shutting down a Halloween operation called Screamtown, right? Yes, Screamtown.com is the website. And uh, Matt Dunn is the proprietor. And it's being shut down because Dunn is being accused of discriminatory uh, behavior by telling his employees uh, that he expects a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to Somalis. And I, he's going to be joining us in a few moments. Mm-hmm. I, I th- I hope he won't be backtracking, but what it sounds like to me is he never intended to deny anyone the purchase of a ticket. What he, what he was telling his employees, uh, I can't abide any more trouble from uh, Somali kids who have caused trouble in the past. Now, I think he phrased it poorly. I think by his own admission, he will he will state that. Right. So I'm going to uh, read you a couple emails while we're waiting for Matt. Why does his name ring a bell? Ro- Matt Dunn has been, uh, full disclosure, he has been on the Garage Logic stage at the Minnesota State Fair. He's the one that, remember, produced a live bunny out of a book? Yes. Uh, my daughter McLaren was, uh, so she never she can't stop talking to him. He's a very good magician. He does the circuit. He does uh, a lot of corporate events. I see him a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs uh, with wax hands. So I've known him for for many years, and he puts on a hell of a show at Scream Town. Did you ever way. wax him up? Uh, nope, nope. Uh, he won't let me touch his hands because magician doesn't want right. to doesn't want to mess around like right. that. Let me get him on the on the horn here. Though. Well, then I won't even start anything else till we get him on the phone. Isn't this? I knew I heard that name. He was with us at the. He's a state fair guest. Here's why this fair. story should anger most people. All right. It's it's doesn't it just perfectly encapsulate everything in 2018? The the immediate false outrage about something you know very little about. Well, it, isn't that safe to say? He, he has not agreed to talk to anyone else. I'm I'm uh, uh, pleased that he has agreed to talk with us. Uh, I think I need to hear him explain the facts before I rule with wisdom, right? Is that Matt? Uh, his signal is poor, so we're going to give him two more minutes, yeah. and then uh, he's going to get to he's going to a spot right now. But I okay. guess what I what I meant by that, Joe, is yes, he did probably word his phrasing poorly, but but they have a problem there, and what he was trying to do was get in front of it, saying this this has got to stop because there are families that don't want to attend this thing because they have a problem, right? And, uh, again, uh, the show he puts on, you know, it's at night. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I know kids want to have fun, but you can't be knuckleheads. The, the Zivics uh, on Highway 61 in Cottage Grove, they put on another one of these things that we go to every year. And it's a fun— it's Have a, you been to this place? I have not yet been to Screamtown. I don't think I can handle it. I have, but it's been a couple of years. Well— Because it's right—I mean, it's— Is this an example— 
of adults trying to ruin Halloween for children? No, not at all. No, this is a this is a fun one where if you are if you want a little uh, adrenaline rush, shall we say? I, I don't. You don't, but no. a lot of people do. It's 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 fun. It's festive. But when people go over the line, uh, that ruins it for everybody. Forty years ago, I took the kid I used to have and a, a a friend of his who happened to be a young girl. They went to school together. Okay. And for some reason, I agreed to take them to the haunted house that at that time was being operated on Minnehaha Creek, right right now where there's a roundabout near the park there. Yes, I sure. think the old house has been torn down. Oh, yeah. But, but in the fall, it became a haunted house. And I got in there, and I couldn't take it. And I picked each kid up like a loaf of bread under each arm and stormed my way out of there. And I've never been in one of those places since. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I was too frightened. Why? I didn't what? want them terrified. I don't know why the hell I took them in the first place. Well, and running out of there, I was stepping on pillows, and I thought I was stepping on bodies, and, oh, it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. And I suppose back then they could probably touch you. I guess. And yeah. now they can't really touch you unless you sign a release, but it's still the, the spirit of Halloween and getting that adrenaline rush on a, a trail ride or a haunted house is uh, is a lot of fun. It's a thrill many people see. You know, the other thing we're learning, uh, I'll be anxious to talk to Matt Dunn about this. The other thing we're learning is that uh, there's a vengeful mob out there unwilling to forgive. Yep. Uh, That's this, what I, I, I saw his apology, and I thought it was heartfelt. I, I know that it is. And it, it hasn't solved the problem. Well, and I remember when the first news account came out, and I know you guys tried to settle me down by saying, hey, this was a bad thing to say, and it was. But I was upset because I know that's not his spirit. I know that's not what he's about. And I, I came to his defense probably too uh, abruptly. abruptly, and you guys said, let's wait it out and see what happens. And no, I'm glad I, we did. I think we were all in agreement that what he should have told his employees is we have a zero-tolerance policy for any problems in this in this attraction. I don't care who the people are. We have a zero-tolerance policy. Right. Let's not make this happen what happened last year. Right. Apparently, this there's been a precedent for this. Yes. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, given uh, this is Technology Corner, uh, Mr. Dunn can't seem to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he was dealing with some other issues as well. well we kind of working, yeah. Well, you don't open up the haunted house in, well, at it's, noon. Yeah, but... It, it's not like you just open the doors and that's all you have to worry about. That's all about. you got to do. No, come on. Flip a few switches. You got to do stuff. Got to have stuff, you know. All right. If we don't get them this time, uh, the heck with it. It's ringing. All right. All right. Are those places money makers, I wonder? Oh, God, yes. This is, uh, you know, if you own a, a, a acreage or you own like a cornfield, yeah. that's the next best thing. This is your, you're selling pumpkins, you're selling corn stalks. Like tonight, you're I'm, into that, aren't you? Uh, Zivix on Highway 61 does a a uh, a a run of terror, yeah. and it's an absolute blast. And they're listeners as well; they're big Garage Logic sponsors. All right, and uh, it'll be packed tonight. Well, let's set Dunn aside until he gets his uh, till he can figure out how to call us. Sure. Uh, I've got uh, Joe. I've been listening since my mom put me on to you when I was 17. I'm getting much enjoyment from the podcast. Uh, and he says, due to his job, he must remain anonymous. Uh, I was listening to your October 11 podcast, that would be yesterday, and heard you discussing the calls for government involvement to shockingly and sadly somehow stop hurricanes, which on its face is laughable. I hope the fools that believe this can think about the following the next time they say something so dumb. I work in local government. 
Our job involves mostly writing reports. I have a coworker who had her keyboard go out on her. She needed a new one, so she requested one from our support staff. On the lives of my children, I swear what happened next is true. She received an email back explaining that she needed to contact another individual to make the request for a keyboard. This led to an email chain that ended up, again, being completely honest with you, involving 10 people. 10 people to get a keyboard. Now tell me again how the government, who is unable to order and provide a new keyboard to replace a damaged one, is going to stop a hurricane. Isn't that something? Yes. Is, uh, is Matt Dunn joining us now? Uh, he is, sir. Matt, I knew I recognized your name. You were on with us at the, at the State Fair a couple of years I ago. Missed, pulled I a rabbit out of a hat. There. That was fun. Yeah. All right, you got yourself in a bundle of uh, trouble here, didn't you? I sure did. I am um, continuing to uh, be very uh, apologetic uh, from the bottom of my heart for... What I said uh, in that memo to my staff. Let me see and if I, I have the memo uh, interpreted correctly, and you, you straighten me out if I don't. It sounds to me that you were not prohibiting anyone from wishing to buy a ticket. It sounds to me that once inside the gates, you were going to brook no nonsense, and, and you did single out Somali uh, people. Is that based on some past problems? Well, you, you, you got it pretty much right there, Joe, is that I goofed up in two ways. Is One, I was um, extremely um, generic in how I was speaking about a group of people. It was totally um, inappropriate. Uh, two, is that um, I gave people, with the way I wrote it, in such a fast manner, um, the impression that I was going to be putting up signs around Screamtown. And mm-hmm. the sign we were going to be putting up had to do with just general safety and just saying, hey, whoever you are, whoever you may be, you know, we want everybody to have a good time, and we don't want anybody to have to listen to foul language or people cutting under lines or anything like that. Right. And uh, we just want everybody to have fun. And I just couldn't have writ- written it in a more um, incorrect manner. How how did it become public? How did it become known that you wrote this to your employees? We have a staff, um, a private page that's our, uh, for our employees on Facebook. And, uh, you know, obviously, and there's nothing that's private anymore. No. And, um, you know, it's something that we had discussed in the, in the past with our staff and um, um, hence why I wasn't being as specific as I should have been. And we were talking really about a group of, of people that um, we had had to deal with, about eight to ten individuals that had been out on Screamtown at a, cu- a couple of evenings. And uh, that that's who I was referring to in that particular memo. How old are you? 36. Are you a Minnesotan by – are you a native Minnesotan? Born, born and raised here. It's been – this has been you – know, I've been um, – my business is people. I just really like people. That's my business. I'm in entertainment, and I just love making people laugh and um, have a good time with uh, all kinds of things. And um, born and raised right here. I love it. I'll never leave. In the Twin Cities? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. What high school did you go to? Oh, gosh. They don't want to hear that now after all this, but a, gr- a great one. Okay. No, I'm just curious. I'm trying to establish that you've been a lifelong Twin City, and for example. Oh yeah, and you have no yeah. you have no history of of this kind of uh, uh, directive to your employees. No, no, my we have all kinds of people that come out here. You know, the thing about me that people really like is I'm saying hello to people when they're buying tickets. I'm saying goodbye to people at night. I'm walking around and making sure everyone's having a good time. Um, everybody, and we have about 170 people that work out here. Um, you know, up to 200 depending on you know the season and. Um, you know, it's every 
kind of people from all walk of life, and we love that. It's just that's what makes it so much fun. Is 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 the people. If you had to write the admonition over again, how would you say it? Oh my God! In a totally, completely different way, I would have just said, "No, this is a policy regarding you know everybody." Right. And um, you know, yes, I was talking about a specific group yep. that we had had to deal with, and I should have specified exactly who that group was, and made sure that you know if they come back, guys, as with anybody that's coming out here causing problems, um, we're not. Just there is no tolerance for anybody because we just want to have fun. We're just trying to have a good time. Uh, and then. Have you now been shut down? Are you out of business? Not any longer. Um, um, we uh, we are open tonight. Um, uh, we are open for the rest of the season. Um, we um, had a meeting with uh, Carver County. Uh, we dismissed our lawsuit against them, and um, you know we just want everybody to know that you know one, I, I am sorry from the bottom of my heart. People that know me know who I am, and I've received so many nice messages of people telling me, "Hey, we know who you are, Matt." and you're a people person. Um, and we came to an understanding with Carver County, and we understood their position, and we're just glad we were able to resolve this and um, in a manner that was uh, happy to all parties. Well, this so is it. This, be- you're, you're speaking of a development that I take it is fairly recently because uh, the, the morning newspapers have you out of business, but that is no longer the case. That is not the case. You're the first to hear it, Joe. Right. Is, um, um, we are open. And it's going to be a safe season. It's going to be a great season. And uh, we have such amazing staff. I had my staff reach out to me, and they wrote me every single note they wrote me probably um, was probably, I mean, did bring me to tears. And it was just nice to know that they knew that I made a mistake and that I was looking out for everyone's safety, and that's exactly what this had to do with. What lesson can we all learn from this? I mean, we live in, uh, we live in such sensitive times that it's just extraordinary. It's ironic uh, there's a new poll out that I'm going to bring up later today, but a vast majority of Americans believe political correctness to be a major national problem. Uh, but maybe your maybe your episode uh, is not necessarily an episode of political correctness or incorrectness. Maybe it's uh, maybe it touched on on racial tones that immediately caused a backlash, which you then immediately apologized for. And despite the great notes you've been getting. Uh, I would I would expect that you're also getting notes that uh, people will not forgive you, which I think is a shame. There's there's a vengeful mob out there that will not forgive people. That is true, and you know one of my things that I've learned in my 36 years of dealing with people is that to stay calm, to be forgiving, to um, reach out to your um, the person that hates you the most, mm-hmm. and um, find a resolution. And I was so um, touch as I'm getting to be right now as I'm speaking to you yep that the um, Somali community forgave me well um, that's important embraced, for us to know that's important for the people to know they em- em- embraced me mm-hmm. um, I, I spoke to um, a wonderful um, representative who works for the uh, the care community uh, uh, Jaylani Hussein and he wanted to say Matt we forgive you mm-hmm. and that meant so much to me and because it was genuine wonderful from my heart wonderful and um that's what I learned from this is that, you know what, when you make a mistake, I owned it right away. Right. And I said, I'm sorry. I, this was a mistake. And what I didn't want to see was people splitting down the middle. Right. Let's not split down the middle. Let's not create more hate. Cause I got some messages of hate mm-hmm. and not towards me. It was towards, um, you know, this topic. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's not what we want. Let's 
all live in a community and work through our problems together. And when you make a mistake, say you're sorry, and let's go forth with it, you know? All right, Matt. Best of luck to you, and thanks for getting, uh, thanks for being in touch with us. Thanks, Joe. I love you guys. Hey, Matt. Right, hey, you. Matt. Are you yeah, still there? Matt. You're not walking yeah. around Screamtown doing that stupid thumb trick that you do at uh, Bar and Bat Mitzvahs, are you? <laughs> now I do it with my toe. Okay, good, good. That's good. All, All right, right continue success. Take care. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You want to hear about this poll? Yes. A report called Hidden Tribes, a study of America's polarized landscape, emerged on Wednesday, which featured arguments from scholars like the late Stephen Hawking, Daniel Yudkin, Miriam Juan Torres, and Tim Dixon. The study, which was authored by More in Common... Featured 8,000 respondents, six focus groups, and 31-hour interviews. The study took place from December 2017 until this just this past September. According to the authors, Americans can be divided into several groups, including progressive activists, traditional liberals, passive liberals, politically disengaged, moderates, traditional conservatives, and devoted conservatives. The study revealed that 25% of those polled consider themselves to be traditional or devoted conservatives. About 8% considered themselves to be progressive activists. According to the report, the two-thirds of those polled who didn't belong to either end of the spectrum constitute what the report calls an exhausted majority. These respondents in that category share a sense of fatigue with our polarized national conversation, a willingness to be flexible in their political viewpoints, and a lack of voice in the national conversation. Where are we? I'm, I think I'm in that group. Exhausted. Yeah. I want to go to Scotland. A majority of those respondents in the exhausted majority believe political correctness is a problem. Of those surveyed, 80% of respondents answered in the affirmative that political correctness is a problem in our country. When breaking down the results by race, 79% of white respondents believe that political correctness is a national problem. 82% of Asians believe political correctness is a problem. 87% of Hispanics believe it's a problem. And 88% of American Indians believe it's an issue, too. The report noted that African Americans are more likely to support political correctness, and 75% of African American respondents reported that they oppose political correctness. Other factors in the study include education level and income. Isn't that, I think this is fascinating. This, I like the term exhausted majority. Mm -hmm. That's accurate. The report noted that 83% of respondents who make less than $50,000 are opposed to political correctness compared to 70% of respondents who make over $100,000 that are skeptical about political correctness. 87% of people polled who never attended college believe the political correctness is a problem compared to only 66% of those with postgraduate degrees. But they would have interviewed people who probably got out of the failed academy uh, in, right. in time to right. remain somewhat sane. According to the study's focus groups and interviews, some respondents define political correctness as being worried about their daily interactions and their freedom to express themselves out of fear of being cast out of society for their views, word choices, or actions. To be clear, the survey did not craft a definition for the survey's participants and permitted them to draw such conclusions based on their own personal experiences. Now, let's go back to the Matt Dunn situation. 
uh, talking to him, I have no doubt in his sincerity. And he he probably wished he could he could rewrite that. Right. But again, all he was doing, and and you can't today. You you just can't. What what. And he verified this. This has been corroborated. What he was saying is, we're not refusing a ticket to anyone, but I accept zero tolerance for any problems. And then he named Somalis because apparently he has had problems previously. And he he needed to, and he now knows he would reword that to say, we, we will have zero tolerance for any problems caused by anybody. And, and he, he would have been okay. And here's why it's frustrating as for me personally, because I, I live in that area mm-hmm. and I know people that work in that area. Do a lot of Somalis live in Chaska? It, well, it's, it's Shakopee. Shakopee? But uh, yes, they, there, there are a lot of Somalis. I did, I did that not know there. that. But here's why it's so frustrating. Remember the story, and Johnny had it in his newscast, about Valley Fair being evacuated. Right. And th- the media was so terrified to report that it was Somali gang activity, fearing what what happened to Matt. Right, and that's that's not okay. Right, that's not okay that they can't be identified, because it's a problem. It's a massive problem in that part of the, of the metro. Yeah, and oh. and everybody is walking on eggshells and trying not to offend anybody. BS. Yeah, it's no, a I, problem. You're preaching to the choir there, Sonny. Sorry. No, you no. Well, it fine. frustrates me because well, when the when the Valley Fair, Fair story broke, I said, "Why do I keep feeling I'm not hearing something?" Right. Well, I wasn't hearing because anything. people were terrified of what happened to Matt because Valley Fair was worried that there would be people outside picketing and 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 they rely on families and you know for their business. It's their bottom line. But everyone affected. was on board in protecting the identity of the of the miscreants. I mean, the police were on board. Valley oh, yeah. Fair was on board. The newspapers were on board. The the local sheriff was. Everyone was on board to to have kept that a secret. I have since seen, uh, by the way, many, many, many corroborating pieces of uh, documentation uh, that that uh, indicate to me that 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 quite literally was the problem with a particular crowd of youth. Yep. And and uh, and it was not getting reported for the reasons we're we're discussing. Okay. Then my next question is: Here I am. Why do we have to be um, so touchy if that was indeed at Valley Fair mm-hmm. or wherever, or if there's a bunch of Asians that are um, sitting in the middle of a park that are about to fight Asian gangs. Do we say Asian gangs? I can. I think I can answer that. And this 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 can be directly linked to the failed academy. Keeping in mind the academy is failing Americans uh, from the get go, from kindergarten on up, and. Really what's taking place in the failed academy is is the perfection or the insistence upon identity politics. And, the, and so based on who you are, you should be granted some relief from expectations uh, because you've been victimized or what have you. So, so identity politics comes into play to the point where certain classes of people become protected from the expectations of a normal civic contract that we all should have with each Gosh. other. There's your answer. Because it's, and it's, it's not I the, keep telling black families, they don't listen to me. I wish they would. The left is doing you no favors. To tell a black child in a St. Paul or Minneapolis school 
that they will not suffer the same consequences for their misbehavior as perhaps other students is telling that child you are less than. Yes. And why I don't find they get that? that? I find that abhorrent. Why don't they get that? Well, and to relate it to this story, Joe, um, my son has a friend in school who is Somalian, and I've gotten to know his dad over these last couple of years. And he is this—he he is, he is so angry that these gang members aren't being identified for the very same reasons you're laying out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not doing us any favors here. No, you're not here. doing anybody any favor. And it sounds like Matt Dunn talked to some people in the Somali community who perfectly understand that. And they know it's a problem. Yeah. And they, they uh, took his uh, uh, apology to heart. And by the way, I saw his apology. It was an apology. It wasn't a non-apology. He wasn't trying apology. to avoid anything. No, no it was a real well, straight. Well, again, I know him. I, I know he was sincere, and I know he didn't mean to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm glad Screamtown is, is now open again. Yep. Okay. Uh, thank you uh, uh, for Matt Dunn and uh, weighing in. I believe Tom Hauser will join us today at mm-hmm. some point. Yep. Uh, we're unsure about Patrick uh, because he might not be available until we uh, – uh, are off the podcast airwaves. We'll find out. I hope he's available. I'd dearly love to hear his take. Well, on you know what today is in Patrick's Jimmy world. But is it his birthday? No. What? It's his debut on Laurie and Julia. What? Oh, that's he's, right. As a host? He's filming. The, the Laurie or Julia show, he's whichever fil- one it is today. Patrick fil- is going to be on the gossip station? <laughs> that's why he's coming in studio. No. Yeah. No. What are the Kardashians doing today? What's the update? What? Hollywood speak. Yeah. Hollywood speaking. What's, what do we got? He's filling in for Laurie, the tall one. You might have to. Oh, they're not on yet. I was going to say, you might have to pop Well, they don't go on until three. Right. Right. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be gone. We can get you a host by three so o'clock. So Pat is on with the little one? Yes. Yep. Oh, my. Julia. Yes. Yeah. Pat and Julia, how you doing? How are we doing? What uh, movie reviews are in? Let's go. Uh, what's the update? What do you got? <laughs> what? Uh, Donnie Love. What? Uh, <laughs> Donnie, where you been? Uh, how you doing? Oh you been uh, sleeping around lately? This what's is the on? ultimate proof that this poor soul oh. has not known what to do with himself no, since no September idea. 10th. No. I am bored. <laughs> Do you believe me? I do, Pat. I do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'll make it a point to listen. Yeah, that's one to, uh, to make sure you catch for sure. You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Joe, Cool Rockin' Daddy by Dan Grunmanson. Thank you, Dan. Uh, uh, you guys are going to be terribly proud of me when I tell you something. You didn't watch the bridge-making show last night because you watched <laughs> the Wild squeak one out in overtime 4-3. to three. I did see the winning goal in overtime. Okay. Uh, Zucker, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beating the hated Blackhawks. Yes. That was a good game. Yep. No, I I, have, I accomplished something that I'm sure the both of you and Height and Kenny and all the gang would have bet major money. Major. I could not have done. Oh boy. Uh, two examples of how I conquered technology. I'll give you one. I'll give you the first one. The vehicle I'm uh, currently driving has no CD player. Okay. They're apparently becoming a thing of the past. Wow, yes. was that a flash in the pan? Uh-huh. Huh? What was? Well. Uh, uh, for uh, a track and C and and cassettes 
lasted longer than CDs did. Well, I, I guess the, uh, the, the current uh, uh, automobile buyer is so familiar with Bluetooth uh, that they just have their phone plugged in and they listen to what they want to listen right. to. In fact, when we, so we bought a new vehicle. Uh, last December. Yeah, did it have a CD player? We got it from Mauer. Yep. And uh, the guy couldn't have been nicer. And I'm looking at him like, Where, where's the where's the CD player? And he started laughing. He's like, no. They haven't no. had him in here in a couple yeah. of years, Chris. Right next to the cassette player. <laughs> right. And, and it, a CD player has always been important to me because that's how I would rotate and learn about and play new bumper music. Right. I was constantly listening for, yes. for bumps. You're vigilant. Which, to my deep regret, we can't play in a podcast form because I really miss our bumper music. Mm-hmm. In any event, th- this car does not have a CD player. But I got to thinking. It's got all these jacks you can plug stuff into. Yeah. So I and I did check with the dealer uh, to confirm this. I didn't dream it up on my own. He said, "Well, go to Best Buy and you buy a cable for three bucks or whatever, yeah. and you plug." I have a disc man, like you know those little round disc mans. Yeah. You, you yeah. can plug well, like a, a Walkman, but it's it plays it's, it's CDs. And so I plug I plugged one end of the uh, cord into that, okay, and the other end of the cord into the car, yeah, and, and then I can go to a setting called media, and then hit hit. The icon that showed me, uh, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And so I can play CDs in the car now. <laughs> There's one thing I haven't conquered. Yeah. When it comes to that. What's that? I can't uh, advance to a song, maybe four songs away from the one I'm hearing. Without literally going to the disc player itself, oh, which would constitute a very danger for me driving. I yes. can't bend down there and try to find the little arrow to point. Uh, but there's arrows on my on my media screen in the car, so maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I still can solve that. Do you have them on the on the wheel on the steering wheel? No, 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 because it doesn't go to directly to that. Oh, mechanism. He's yeah. because he has that auxiliary. Well, like all new modern device. cars, it's got the control knob in the in the center there, and you spin it around. And you, yeah, you know. but you wouldn't be able to do that with your uh, the machine that you with the uh, with the Walkman that you brought in that plays. No, you, but but you, that's what I'm telling you. I'm thinking maybe there is a way, and I'm just missing it. Maybe there's a way for me to uh, to advance. Uh, to the next song without literally having to pick up this CD player in my hand and go find the little arrow and press it to the next song. If you if you look if you do attempt that, will you please record that? Okay, and you want the second? But Facebook will you will you will, will you will you agree that you would have bet money? I, I could not oh, have done I, that. Yes, I and I applaud you. And and that's a major step. Yeah. I want to know the the um, victorious nod you gave yourself, whether you're in the garage, when you when you realized in the, garage. The, the connection had been made and music was able to be played. I was with a uh, six-year-old mm-hmm. uh, who held the flashlight. Got it. And Got it. Uh, we gave each other the high five. Nice. It was pretty nice. good. It was what pretty a moment. Good. What a moment. Yeah. What a moment. All right. Now, second. I was texting with Reeves after the podcast yesterday, uh, wondering when the uh, I wanted to listen to the John Sanford interview. Mm-hmm. Yes. Guess how I listened to it. Uh, you had Reavers uh, replay it no. via the phone, and no. you plugged in your aux to the phone as, as he replayed it no. to you. No. That's how you listened Guess to it. Guess how I did it. Well, I know Pl- how you didn't do it. Plugged my phone. No. Plugged my phone no. into, the, into the car. Bing, bang, boom. Hit a button that showed a phone icon and listened to it as I was driving. Where is the 
I just wasn't made for these times, As Joe. As the six-year-old said after her mother took her to a two-wheel bike riding lesson because the child was having some trouble, and then oh. the child successfully began to ride on two wheels, she stopped and looked back at her mother and said, I... I never thought I would get this. <laughs> and that's how I feel. I never thought I would get this. Well, you are to be commended for sure, and hopefully you're listening to your own show each well, now and every day. I, now I see the appeal of what, what people— Fantastic. Can, well, people can listen when they want and how they want. And, and the delivery guy that's listening uh, during the windshield time can hit pause, make his delivery, and not miss— Janice or or whatever you're talking about, you know, a uh, current event. Well, I think it's fantastic. This is the future. And it, it's no knock on our former carrier, but it's, you know, it's it's no. nice to be able to hear it crystal clear. And yes. let me tell you this. When you play it through your car speakers, it's just magnificent. You're impressed with your own voice, that's aren't a, you? It's yeah. the best yeah. you've sounded God, in sound 27 good. years. <laughs> really, I've never thought I sounded However many it was. <laughs> well, I didn't know I was going to be that good. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what you say? That's, I think you said I, that before. I, I didn't think I would get this. <laughs> I had no idea I was going to be this good. Oh, I had no idea. Right. Uh, well, anyway, I hope you're both proud of me. I, we, I am. We are, yes. You know, the time has come. The time has come. Uh, I, I can still say I just wasn't made for these times because that deals with a wide spectrum of topics. Uh, what's next? Online bill pay? Are you? No, uh, I will not do that. Are you? Uh, <laughs> well, no. I, just, I love my stamps too much. Okay. I love to play office too okay. much. I You're can't. not going to. Did yeah. you hoard them yet, by the way? You said you were going to do that. I've got a day. really good supply, but before the price goes up, I think I'll lay in some more. I, I just uh, I just enjoy the hell out of it. Give Boy, me a pallet full. But the time <laughs> has come for me uh, to, to leave my Neanderthal ways when it comes to this technology. The time has come for me to learn how to listen to my own show in my car on my phone. <laughs> yes. Right. The time has come for me to go back, to be able to go back to play a CD, even though it's a bit primitive the way I have to do it now. Right. I mean, you're taking a couple extra steps because you do not have a CD player in your vehicle. I do now. Uh, yeah, you have an, an external. I got cords flying. I got stuff, cords yeah. laying around. You have an external. Uh, uh, I have an external CD. Player. Right, right. Mechan me mechanism? Mm -hmm. I guess mechanism would be the word. Do you recall uh, I, I brought up the uh, the interesting note the other day uh, that, uh, where is it? Oh, it's from, I got a note from Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey. Do you recall I brought up the interesting uh, story the other day from the Wall Street Journal about all the guys in the South who planted trees yes. uh, uh, due to a government program that funded them planting trees. Yes. And now there are so many trees that they're they're not making their money. The, the abundance of trees is extraordinary, and uh, they need a housing boom. And the, then they went through the crash, the housing crash, and here these trees kept growing and growing and growing, and now they're— there's such an abundance of loblolly pine, for example, that they're having trouble uh, unloading it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey, uh, always on top of these things, is a great hope. Uh, those guys might get to sell their wood for a profit yet. Just think how many trees will be lost in the two hurricanes, Florence and Michael, which should make their wood more valuable. In addition, think of how much wood will be needed to rebuild all of the destroyed properties from those hurricanes. Wow. He's absolutely right. That that tree that tree lot you set aside as your 401k, I think it's about to cash in. You got to get the now you need to market, get the word out. I just did, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I mean I hope they realize that. Uh, Ryan writes, uh, listening to the October 11 podcast yesterday about the Florida hurricane and the post coverage about the news gatherers blaming me, it got me thinking. 
With a cylinder index of 67 and counting, I was wondering where I sign on to the class action lawsuit against myself. <laughs> and who does the money go to? Ryan, count in the woods of Oakland, Wisconsin. Mm. I don't know what that means. Oh, maybe that's his last name. I don't know. Mm. In the woods of Oakland, Wisconsin. I don't want to sue myself. When I look at, uh, when I look at a, a rainfall or I look at a tornado or I look at a hurricane, I am still of the belief that or that's... Or a CD player. Or a CD player. <laughs> I'm still of the belief that that's the result of, of nature, nature's activity. It's not the result of uh, my activity. Right. Right. I got you. I think we got you. All right.